Hey, Nelson Alcoholic Addict. That's not my real name. That is a pen name that I came up with here for my newsletter, LOL Sober. Uh, I was at a meeting the other night and we read a vision for you from the big book. I put a link in the written version of this if you want to read it or skim it. Um, not my favorite chapter of the big book, if I'm being honest. But on this night, one part really stood out to me. Um, there are <laughs> there are lengthy descriptions of what 12-step recovery looked like back then. Uh, and it was it was just a couple of guys <laughs> trying to get sober. Um, so there wasn't much of a vision for them. You know, there's a vision for me now, but there's not a vision for them, really. Um, at one point in that chapter, Bill W. and Dr. Bob meet with a potential third. They were going to have a third guy, finally. <laughs> and I believe that the asterisk says that that is the third. They did find the third member of of uh, the first 12-step program ever after a nurse told them, hey, we got a guy, you know, and they, <laughs> we have a real corker in the hospital right now. He just beat up some nurses. Um, that's what this, <laughs> that's what this nurse said uh, to Bill and Dr. Bob. And so Bill and Bob, they go see him and they try to get him started on a path to recovery. Apparently it worked. Um, as I read that, first of all, I have conflicted feelings about what the nurse said. Like, I love the word corker. I'm going to be incorporating that as much as possible into my my daily life. I'm going to d describe myself going forward as a corker, and I'm going to describe other alcoholics as corkers. I love it. I'm in. Uh, but I'm also <laughs> simultaneously horrified about the image of this drunk guy beating up nurses, which is just not cool. Uh, good Lord, we are a mess when we're still active, aren't we? But the biggest thing that stuck with me was that title, A Vision for You. The vision the big book has for me and everybody else, you know, 80 years later, it's so different than what these people had in the late 1930s, and I forget that sometimes. At my first meeting, there were chairs that someone had paid for and put out in this room for me to sit on. There were books that somebody paid for and ordered and put out on all the chairs. There was church rent that someone had paid for. Someone had gone to a church and said, can we rent space for an hour to do a meeting? Somebody did that, not me. Somebody laminated charts with the 12 steps and they hung them up on the walls so I could read them when I came in. And then there were people that had been elected as trusted servants for that meeting. You know, the original founders, they had no big book, no 12 steps, none of this. Um, they were going to, they, they were looking for other people by going to hospitals and looking for people who might want to get sober. It's wild. It's such a humbling thought, isn't it? Like, it's a reminder that there are millions of people who laid the groundwork all the incredible recovery options that sit right in front of me every single day. I don't have to go to hospitals to look for a guy who might work the steps with me. Um, I don't have anybody in my life who is like maybe an alcoholic and is roughing up nurses. God, I have meetings right up the street. I don't have to meet with churches to convince them that they should let us use their basement. Somebody did that years and years and years ago at most of the meetings I go to. And, and I, I don't have to figure out how to explain addiction and recovery to anybody. I can, you know, I can hand them a book that does a remarkable job of that. And wow, it's just a lot to be grateful for from the founding fathers and mothers of this, of these 12 step programs, man. 
And, you know, I don't even need to come up with what to call myself. You know, I'm an alcoholic and an addict, and apparently I'm also a corker. <laughs> Thanks for letting